thanks for joining us with 801 Horror Cult again, listeners. Today we're going to be discussing real murder mm. during the holiday season. La 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 murder. So as always, if any one of those things makes you really uncomfortable and could be triggering, turn back. Turn back now because this is your warning. But really listen to us because we're quite funny. It's entertaining. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really entertaining and really fascinating. And this was a case that neither of us as Utah natives knew very much about or Mm -hmm. even knew existed. Yep. So it is an interesting episode, but we don't want to trigger you. We don't want to make you uncomfortable. We want to still make it fun for you, even though we're talking about really shitty stuff. Or you can always join us at the end for our playlist and our silver fox. Because those are the best things anyway. Absolutely. And our silver fox for this episode is one of my personal favorites. Chef kiss to the gods. (laughs) Chef kiss to the gods. Thank you, gods, for making this man who's Mm -hmm. so beautiful and a detective and a superhero and mm-hmm. and also the boyfriend of a lawyer on a really old 90s show <laughs> and and, and, and beautiful... in many 80s and 90s movies he's so many <laughs> he's like the honorary part of the brad pack but anyway <laughs> go on i'm getting lost in my romance for handsome older men i need to clean that chair in a minute Woo! all right so i'm definitely not triggered i'm ready to go so if you're not we're going to be discussing Christmas Cabin Murders. Dun dun dun. La 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 Murders! Thanks for listening. You're joining the 801 Horror Cult with Kira Antipants and Mary Postmortem. Today, Kira looks fabulous and I noticed that you're Freeing the knee. Yep. Because I'm not wearing my dress yet. Yes. <laughs> but your knees will still be free in a dress. Yes. And then there's me being the rebel today showing <laughs> my feet and sandals and pants on with a blanket over my lap. Well, I mean, one knee, because there's a big slit, it like literally pulls all the way up. Ooh, sexy. So one will be seen. The other one will be disclosed and clothed. Your teeth. Yeah. But sexy. I mean, technically it's not like pants where it's fully covered it's just it's still a skirt yeah yeah your knee is still free it's it's not visible yeah we never said anything about it being visible we only said it was free (laughs) i'm a one knee tease (laughs) (laughs) double o and her one knee tease (laughs) that's right you gotta pay a nickel for the show Nickels, please. Nickels, I need nipples. Nickels, nickels. But if you give me a dime, maybe I'll show you my nipples. Oh, one nipple, only need, one. I need a like, quarter for both. Yes, a quarter for both men. A quarter for both. <laughs> one quarter gets you two nips. <laughs> and fifty cents gets you two sips from my whiskey bar. Woo! Yes, mm, whiskey, <laughs> cognac. The champagne of the whiskeys. Champagne. <laughs> so today, Kira, what are we talking about? The Christmas cabin murder. That's right. Right in line with the holiday season and the frigid wet weather. Yep. And of course, a bar line of murder. It is. Murder. Murder. <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> this one is 
pretty atrocious. Um, yep. It's not quite as bad as the hi-fi murders. No. But um, the crime scenes from the report that I was looking at. Gnarly. Yeah. Did you see photos from the crime yeah. scene? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you guys are in for a doozy. <laughs> yeah, I was... It, it's It's the season... In which these, I'm going to say preface by it's the season in which these crime scenes were taken, or crime scenes photos were taken, that that truly get me. Like this one, Kira, right here. Like when I saw that. I know. I was like. I saw that too. This was bad enough, but I was like, you know, trying to like disassociate and not get too caught up in like how tragic it was. And then Then I saw that photo and I was like. Yeah. I, I. That's why I wanted to cover this case because it's like, a good one. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. This was a fantastic suggestion <laughs> from Double Oho Anti Pants here. And not many people know about it. I didn't. This yeah. happened in 1990, and I was like, I was five years old back then. Yeah. Well, not that I would really remember, but you, you know what? I, it happened in my yeah. lifetime. And like, I was looking to see if I could find podcasts and YouTube things that covered it, too, to see what they had to say about it. Yeah. You don't find very many. Boo. Okay. <laughs> Three days before Christmas. This Three is days before Christmas in 1990. <laughs> Take it away, Kira. <laughs> so what was that? The 22nd? December 22nd. I, I believe Christmas is one calendar. of those holidays. <laughs> Unlike my crazy religion, <laughs> you guys all have holidays on the same days. I believe it is the 21st, 21st, 25th like of December. I just like to celebrate everything. <laughs> I just like the party. Party! Exactly. I just appreciate everyone's background and we should celebrate everybody. Unless it hurts facts. things or animals, then no. Double facts. Okay. <laughs> so, three days before Christmas is how all the articles preface it. This would be December 22nd, so 1990. I got it. Nailed it. I couldn't calendar this morning. I can never calendar. I think Go it's, on. It's, it's okay because you're pretty themes. too. So, Thanks. go on. Because I'm Maryland today. You are. <laughs> So, in a secluded cabin in Oakley, Utah, it's about two and a half miles off the main road, and that you have to take snowbills to get to the cabin. Snowmobiles, right. Did I say snowmobiles? That's okay. I mix up words all the what time. What did I say? This is what we do. You get flustered and say something wrong, I correct you. I always say stuff wrong, and you graciously correct me. It's why we work so well together. You're correct. Oakley, Utah. Two-mile track on snowmobile. There you go. Yep. So, is it the TD? I think that's how they pronounce it. It's I was reading teed. it as teed. It could be tied. I was reading it as teed, but TD. I think it's teed or TD. TD? Whichever you feel comfortable Whichever with. Whichever you guys want to take it as. Yeah. That family. <laughs> teed or TD. That's what we're going to be saying. <laughs> yeah. If someone knows per- correctly how to phonetically pronounce it, please put that in the comments on our social media so we can yeah. not sound like assholes. Yeah, I should have wrote how to phonetically. <laughs> Like, but that's why I'm, that's why I'm phonetically confused by the word. So it's T I E D E. I want to say it's T D. It's go with T D. I'll say T D. You yeah. can say how you want. And I then say, you guys can just yeah, pick or teed. whatever. So if I say T, know that I might be we saying just, it wrong. We just and can't I, say titty. Right. I apologize to the family, by the way, if yeah. I'm mispronouncing it. You guys have been through a lot. Yeah. So the T D family owned this cabin up in just awesome nature and so they all decided to have a christmas party so they were prepping the place to get it ready for the nice family christmas party they had presents under the tree 
they um, did one round of shopping to get supplies, but they needed to go back to get the rest of the supplies. And this family was in two groups. So the first group was the mom named Kay, um, the grandmother named Beth, mm-hmm. and then the, I can't remember if she's the oldest daughter. Lene is the oldest. Lene. So, it, and it was Lene. They were the first group. And they were prepping things. And so they went to go get more supplies. Mm-hmm. And the second group is the dad, Rolf. 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 Yep. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's one of those really old names that you don't hear very often. It's true. And I think, like, he's, like, from Germany. I think he was, like, came over here, if I remember correctly, um, when he was little. Hmm. So the second group was Rolf. The dad and then Trisha, the younger daughter, we're mm-hmm. going to come up after because they kind of like to break it up. So if something happens when the other one gets there, they can go for help or whatever. Right. Which kind of works out in this circumstance. Only slightly. A little bit. Yeah. It was definitely the saving grace to this story for sure. Absolutely. All right. So the first group of grandma, mom, and Lene, yes. Lene, the oldest daughter, was coming back. <laughs> they were coming back. I haven't had water today, just coffee. <laughs> so they were coming back with their supplies on their snowmobiles. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, Lene's hands was really cold, so she asked if she could warm them up before she helps bring in the rest of the groceries and supplies. So she goes in, and she goes upstairs, and she sees a gray figure from the corner of her eye go behind the fridge. Right. She sees something move suddenly out of the corner of her eye Mm -hmm. as she's trying to get into her house. There's something there. She doesn't quite know what it is, but at first she thinks that... It's her cousin. Right. Trying to scare them like they were... Right. It's a prank. It's Christmas. We're kids. That's what we would do. Right. It's so fun. Yeah. (laughs) So... It wasn't. (laughs) No, it was the exact opposite. It was the worst Christmas ever. And this is coming from the woman who, by all means, despises Christmas. So, like, Mm -hmm. when I say it was a bad Christmas. It was this. I mean, this is a movie now, but, I mean, in 1990, this could have been, like, the next Silent Night, Deadly Night type of shit. It's very true. Right. Go on, Kara. So, Lene, the oldest, she's peering, you know, she's about to go in the house. She peers in the window. She sees this figure. She thinks it's her cousin. So, she goes upstairs when she's in, and this man with... (laughs) They emphasize so much through all these things how frizzy this man's hair is. I looked, their pictures was, their pictures were pretty terrible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd think they're from the 70s. That's how they looked. And it's in the 90s. They were... We're going to talk about yeah. them. Oh, yeah. They were definitely <laughs> scrubs. Absolutely. Like, especially at that time. <laughs> I'm going to still say that they're scrubs now, they're, but they're yeah. criminal scrubs now, mm-hmm. which is far worse. Go on, Kira. Go on. So the frizzy-haired man in the gray sweater jumps out with a gun pointed at Lene's face. Right. Then mom and grandma come in. I think mom first and then maybe grandma right after. I'm not sure the exact sequence, but next. Right. They're uh, they're all coming into their house. Mm-hmm. They've gotten their supplies. They're just, they're approaching where they're going to stay for the night, basically. Like, uh-huh. we're, we're coming back, quote unquote, home, our Christmas home. We're coming back to our Christmas home. We've been out and about. Mm-hmm. It's a normal day. So mom's coming up to the door now because she's lugging her presents and whatever. And grandma's coming up the rear right behind her. And so is younger sister. Mm-hmm. And so 
<laughs> Frizzy man or twat number one <laughs> had to pull up the twats. He shot shot mom. Boom. Bam. She's down. Yep. And then um he turned, shot poor grandma in the head. She's out. Boom. Boom. Mom started stirring. He shot mom again. Another shot. Another round of shots. Yeah. Which that second shot was fatal to poor Kay. And at this time, I believe dad, who's coming up on the second group, can hear these sounds. And is not sure what's going on, but is alarmed that these sounds are coming from approximately where his cabin is. Yep. So he's, you know, he... Down mm-hmm. by the snowmobile, but he's trying to get up there for his Him family. So, <clears throat> Lene is standing there in um, frizzy, <laughs> frizzy gray sweater man twat number one puts the shotgun to her back and, like, just holds her there. So now she she's a hostage. Go. She's a hostage. So, group number two, daddy and younger um, sister Trisha make it there and they park their snowmobiles into the is it garage somewhere where they park it and then a man in a ski mask popped out and had a gun and started demanding money and they could see tri or not trisha they could see lene's face and she's trying to communicate with her eyes like looks right that she's trying to project her energy Mm -hmm. to her family members yeah something's wrong stay away mom and grandma are killed like she's trying to do her best to do her natural human intuitive thing and say warning 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 danger (laughs) danger danger yeah yeah so he kind of knew it was up but he didn't know exactly what right something's wrong Mm -hmm. i I don't know something's amiss but i i don't know what i can't react because i don't have enough information so the dad ralph like, threw everything out of his pocket onto the ground and was just pleading, like, just take this. just Take whatever you take, want. Yeah. Just keep my, leave us. That's my baby. Yeah. Just let her go. Take whatever you want. Just, yep. Just let us have... It's Christmas, man. Take it. Just take it all. Go. So, frizzy gray hair... Or frizzy haired gray sweater wearing man twat number one. Sweater frizz. That's just what we're going to call him. Swizz. 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 Mr. Swizz. Mr. Swizz told... The man in the ski mask who took it off and he now is just known as Coke bottle glasses twat. <laughs> he, so, Swizz man told Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> Swizz man told Swizz Coke man bottle face. Too fancy. <laughs> told bottle face. <laughs> told bottle face to shoot the dad. Boom. Which he did not. <gasps> He hesitated, so Swizz shot Dad with the shotgun. In the eye. Down. Bam. Dad was down. <laughs> so, well, at first, he did one shot. Nothing. It just clicked. Right. Second shot. shot click. Click. Third, third shot. That got him in the eye. Yeah. Yep. So, third, third time's a charm, sadly. But, Rolf did live. Yep, which we will explain we're, later. We're going to go into that, but he did live, for those that are nervous. <laughs> yep. So after this, um, they decided to get rid of all the evidence by burning the house down. Yep. And they used an accelerant. They mm-hmm. used gasoline in the upper floor, doused it, thinking yep. this was going to get rid of the air- evidence, <laughs> lit it on flat fire. Uh-huh. Yep. And we'll we'll get into the background. We're, we're going to talk about the criminals specifically. <laughs> Don't you worry. Like yeah. we often do, we like to tell you the story, but we like to examine the criminals. So mm-hmm. we're going to get to that. Don't you worry. Yep. 
So then after lighting these two, lighting the house on fire. And we're, we're burning the joint. Our evidence the destroyed joint. that way. They Let's also go. pulled the poor mom and grandma and off to the side out from where they were. These bodies are in our way. we got to get the, the hell out of here. We're going to drag them across the snow just yep. onto the porch. They're done. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. On we don't want people to know. Them. So we got to <laughs> we got to cover it with some snow. Yeah, just kick that. That's fine. <laughs> they but, won't see it in the snow. No, it's, just, it's on the corner of the porch. There's like two feet of snow over there. It's fine. <laughs> just 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 cover them up man we gotta go let's go what are we doing with these daughters so then they grabbed the two daughters they were convenient look at the snowmobiles we got we got hostages mm-hmm. now we can get more money from this so, family that's clearly rich some of the provisions that they had that they had just bought they made them put the supplies back onto the snowmobile and then they made them drive to the car where the car was parked up at the front gate of the community which was two miles away mm-hmm and on their way down the the snow slopes and down the na- the picturesque nature Christmasing of a mm-hmm. winter wonderland, their uncle was now coming up to the cabin with his family group. Good old Randy, Uncle, uncle Randy, Randy saves the day. Christmas vacation. Well, not only that, but he also, if you read the interview with him, uh-huh. it, it's very um. You can tell that they're close to Wyoming, where they're at, (laughs) by the way Uncle Randy talks. Yeah. I watched the interview. I think it was Dateline or 48 48 Hours. hours. 48 Hours. That's where I first found out about this, and then I did more. Yeah. Most of the articles on CBS are from their 48-hour interview. Mm -hmm. Um, They went very in-depth. But yeah, even in the article when they quote him, I seen him. I seen him coming. Yeah. And I was in, like... In the actual thing, it's like, whoa. You must be a rancher or a cattleman, sir. He's not bad looking. I don't know. He... I might be... The, the slope on his skull, on the front of his skull... I guess that's kind of true. That's not something I'm a fan of. Here's the thing, We all though. know I like square heads. It's my German pride. <laughs> One German to another. Yeah. Mm, Germans. <laughs> Rammstein. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Et du Ramstein. The parfum. But oh, oh, oh. Je t'aime. Je t'aime. That was French, but still. Je t'aime, it just, It's just the way you said Ramstein. It just made me think of those, like, dramatic perfume commercials where it's like, it whispers the name of the perfume. Yes. It's like, white musk. You know what I mean? Like, or the new one that I see on YouTube a lot of Lady Gaga singing Versace. It's like thunder or whatever. Right? It's like it has this dramatic loud string music where it's like, or like loud thundering and then all of a sudden this whisper. Yeah. I want to be in one of these ridiculous perfume. I look like I could be in one right now. Make your own. That's why I said, like, make your own perfume. You'll call it Ramstein. You'll make millions. Go on. Gosh, yes. So, yes. So Uncle Randy. <laughs> Uncle Randy. Uncle Randy, who's saving the day. Uncle Randy saving the day. So these girls were getting close enough and he saw them coming up on their snowmobile. Why am I talking? <laughs> on their snowmobile. I seen them coming yep. on the mobiles and I tried to wave at them thinking they had new boyfriends one mm-hmm. They didn't wave back. I thought that was strange. Yep. And, and so he's just like, hmm, okay, that's what kids do these days. They ignore people. <laughs> Damn it, kids. Damn right. girls. Then they got to the car. And they loaded up the car, they put the guns into the car, took the rest of the provisions they packed up into the car, and then they loaded themselves up to the car. Not up, in the car. Then they put themselves and their hostages at this point in the uh-huh. car? 
Yep. So the four of them, the two, the two criminals and the two girls, mm-hmm. the two TD girls, mm-hmm. and a guns and a gun and, and the guns, guns and a partridge the murder and a weapons. Tree. <laughs> yes. We've got all the Christmas things. So I didn't catch which one said this, but once they were put into the car, one of the twats um, showed them that he had a knife, and he said, "Don't worry, I'm just as good with a knife as I am with a gun." What a dickhead. Are you, yeah. like, related to Dickhead Dan or Gary? They're all related. Or, they, it's all a fraternity of assholes. They just meet or together. Jish. Or Jish. <laughs> yeah, they're just just one gangbang of assholes. <laughs> one gang. <laughs> a gangbang asshole. Quick. <laughs> so, yeah. When they, when they be a daggle, a daggle of... A, a daggle of... A daggle of Dickhead <laughs> and assholes. <laughs> yeah, yes, they would. <laughs> Draw stick figures and there's a shit. <laughs> so, so they got loaded in the car after he was a twat and said that. Um, they pulled back out and drove past Uncle Randy again. And, and at this point, Uncle Randy now realizes something's amiss. Uh-huh. Because he tried to wave at them and get closer to them and they just drove by and ignore him. And that's when he knew something was really, really wrong. Right. And they did. They ignored him intentionally because they didn't want him to get shot by the two twats. Which was very smart of the uh-huh. sisters. Yeah. They specifically said, we didn't acknowledge him because we were afraid that if we did, the criminals would then shoot our other family members. Uh-huh. Like, the whole way they went about all this, they were smart as hell. They were very smart, and, and they were very compliant yeah. um, with what the criminals wanted. Um, and these poor girls, I'm sure, were very traumatized. They had just, oh, well, Lene had just witnessed the murder <laughs> of her mother and grandmother. But mm-hmm. Trisha had just witnessed two bodies, and then her sister being abducted, and then she got abducted herself. And dad being shot in the face. And, oh, yeah, and dad being shot in the face. Both the girls witnessed that, too. <laughs> Less than a minute later, after they pulled away in the car, he saw another figure coming up on a snowmobile. Dun, dun, dun! It was his poor brother, Ralph. The dad. The dad. Covered in blood. Like, he was bleeding so much, um... Uncle Randy said that he had blood sickles coming down his face. Yeah, so that's another thing I want to point out is that on this particular date, December 22nd, 1990, when this happened in Oakley, Utah, it was, the temperature was at zero. So cold. So it, and for them to be secluded, so they're close to Wyoming right there around Summit County, where it's at, is closer to the border of Wyoming there. And so those weathers get really, sorry, the weather there gets super frigid. So I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. And also to be driving X mile per hour in the snow two yeah. miles. I can't imagine. He was probably flooring it on that oh. snowmobile. And how he can function with being shot in the eye point blank range. Not, not only that, but the evidence when they tried to douse the, mm-hmm. the house, they doused him yep. too. And he started burning mm-hmm. and he got up and got into the shower yeah. to put out the fire. So he, he was very smart too. He was. He, I, when watching the interview, he peeled off the snowsuit he had because it was right. on fire. And if you, did you see the picture of the shower? Yes, with the with blood. The blood. Oh, and the snowsuit. Yeah. So yeah, he basically Horrifying. turned on the shower, jumped in, uh-huh. was peeling it off. That poor man. Acted quick. And he was very smart in pretending to be dead. Now. Yeah. Obviously, in excruciating pain, the man just got shot. And he, he survived because they used the wrong kind of gun or else he would have been dead. Right. 
Which is luck for him. Right. Not for the twats. <laughs> no. No, that was... Um, <laughs> Yeah, they left a lot of they left a lot of evidence. <laughs> they sure did those dum dums. Yeah, and we're also <laughs> going to talk about that because the family, the TDs, also had their own evidence. Mm-hmm. So go mm-hmm. on, Kara. So now Rolf is is approaching Randy. Yep. Can Randy can see? Oh my God, my brother's mm-hmm. injured. He's got the big swollen eye where he got shot. Blood sickles everywhere, just covered in blood. And then once he finally got to his brother. Randy, he just explained everything that happened. So then he put Ralph into his vehicle and they started trying to catch up to the other vehicle with the twats and the poor kids inside. Right. <laughs> the the girls that were kidnapped in, yep. at this point and the two men that had murdered their family. Mm-hmm. So they're on a wild pursuit down the mountain. <laughs> trying to catch each other. So then... Um, Randy kept trying, and this is in the 90s, so cell reception's way worse than it is now. Right, especially where they're at, mm-hmm. in so the he mountains. he kept trying to call 911. Finally, he got a hold of 911 and tried to explain the situation, and then his phone died. <laughs> of course, because yep. it's freezing temperature, and those are not the type of batteries we have now. Yeah, it's old school. <laughs> old school, it's a brick phone. <laughs> yep, so then they finally got to a gas station, and he had to call 911 from a pay station to ex- pay station. Wow. A phone. <laughs> we don't even phone. remember what they're yes. called. A pay phone. Pay phone. Pay I don't station. know how, how old or young. I mean, <laughs> listener discretion advised when we always do these. Yep. So hopefully you're 17 or older if you're listening to us. But for those of you who are young, a pay phone <laughs> is an actual phone that was in a public place in which you would drop coins to place your phone call. Yep. And it, it had a receiver, one of those big clunky receivers, and buttons that you push that actually went in when you pushed them. And, and you can't steal it because it is like stuck. Because it's stuck to the, it's built into the wall. <laughs> yeah. And the cord itself, it's not a regular yeah, phone cord. you can't no. cut it easily. You know what, you guys use those cables that you use as accessories now? That that wasn't on a pay phone. No, it was mm-hmm. like a metal cord. <laughs> yep. Like it's. I have a picture. We're going to post a picture now. I found one in a pawn shop. I was all excited. Didn't work. But I was like, this is a relic. And I took a picture. That's awesome. Go on, Kira. So they get to the payphone. They make the call to 911. Uh-huh. And so as the car with the two twats and the poor two girls in there inside were driving to get away from the scene, um, there was a police car that was behind them. And then it kind of went off, like... Onto the side of the ve- their vehicle, and then it went in front of them, and then suddenly it whipped around because they probably got the um, notification, and then it started following them, and it tried to get them to pull over. Mm-hmm. So there was a chase that ensued because twats are being twats. Because twats are twatty. Twats are twatty. Twats are twatty. I put stupid. in my notes the twatty nappers. The twa- <laughs> The Twatty Nappers. The Twatty Nappers. That's their It also works though. as a double entendre <laughs> because the hostages are female. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. The Twatty Nappers. Yeah. <laughs> they also had knapsacks because it's Christmas. Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> so they freaked out and then this chase ensued. And, then like, <laughs> and they're like, shit, shit, shit. Hey, Twatty Napper number one, what are we going to do? I don't Step know. Step on the gas. I don't know. We got to get out of here. Gotta go. We got to get the fuck out of the sticks. Let's go. And the girls are probably like, eh. And they're like, shut up back there. I'm good with the knife. I will jab you <laughs> from the front seat. Because uh, if 
I shoot, I will bust out the windows, and then we'll be even in more trouble. But I will, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you just imagine this arm, like, you know how you have to twist? But you know, that's hard enough, right? When you have to reach back, you know, to get something in the back seat and your elbow is extended. Like, can you just imagine this dude with a knife and the girls are like, it's like in those movies where they kind of do it when the killer comes in the door and he's just trying to stab him into like wherever, just stab everywhere. Maybe I'll get something I can't see. Right? And the girls are just trying to like edge closer to the doors of the car. You guys are dumb. <laughs> you guys are like like all of our episodes where we've talked about murder. Yeah, they they're always dumb, and that's always. always the saving grace. Thank God. So maybe there's something in dumb people having procreated in that if they become criminals, they're dumb enough to get caught. It's true. Trying to see the silver lining. There you Trying go. to see the silver lining. You're there. welcome, police. That's right. Force. I'm still looking for a job, yo. <laughs> Tracy Dickey on the case. Come on now, give me a job. Tracy Dickey needs a job. I'm going to put this on my resume when I go apply for the police force. I'm going to be like, but listen to my podcast. Yeah, you are totally pro. I I get apprehended later (laughs) that day. Go on, Kara. So they're shitting their bands because they're about to get caught and they've done some real bad crimes. Absolutely. So what do these dumb heads do? Like people do when they're getting chased in a horror movie? They go into the most obvious place they turn where they around, can get caught. Yep, and they go right back up the stairs when they shouldn't. So they're going right back up the canyon. And then the dumb... They're into a secluded area. Yeah. But dum-dum, something happened, and they fell off an embankment. Oh. <laughs> yep. The girls paid enough... <laughs> yep. <laughs> the girls paid enough attention to kind of, like, brace themselves as yeah. they were falling off the And they were in the back seat, which... Makes mm-hmm. them less vulnerable Funny in certain accidents. Story, the Phantom, my brother, also fell off an embankment with his friends. Like, I think it was 14 feet below. He has some gnarly scars. Zach, you should email her the story and, like, yeah, tell everything. Because it's pretty interesting. I'm glad you survived. That's intense. Yeah. Damn. He was asleep. I think that's why. <gasps> so he got the least amount, if I remember correctly. He'll tell us and correct us everything. But, yeah. Yeah. So my, so the Phantom also went through that, but not in an epic way like that. <laughs> right. But that's still shitty when that happens. Absolutely. That so just, I'm glad I you're, couldn't imagine. I'm glad you're here haunting our tracks to make us sound presentable, Zach. And not actually haunting. <laughs> At least not now. I mean, you are older than both of us, so maybe you'll pass before both of us and come back and fuck with us. <laughs> that's true. But in this moment, right here and now. Yes. We love you and we are grateful for you. So then... It was an easy arrest because they're twats. So the twatty Because there's evidence and there's kid yeah. and there's hostages yeah. in the backseat. They didn't even try and run. They're just like. Which is smart because yeah. we've talked about people who have tried after. Yeah. Josh. Hard look at you. Fuck you. Josh. Right. So they left a lot of. They have the two hostages in the back. They, they just the got into weapons. a car, car wreck. They just. Um, call came in just to 911. There was the police chase. They're obviously guilty. They're not running. They got apprehended. And then. And then trial. <laughs> well, Ralph was in the hospital. Rolf got taken to the hospital. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so he's in the hospital. So then the deputies heard the stories from the girls. So they're like, okay, we need to go assess the scene and right. get it secured. Right. And- we got to go check it out. Mm-hmm. We got to get our evidence, get the forensics yep. in here. So this is where it gets super gnarly. <laughs> so the deputies went to the cabin and just found a horrific scene everywhere. So they got apprehended. So they got apprehended. Mm-hmm. The um, the daughters made their statement, and then they got the statement from Rolf and his brother. They took Rolf to the hospital. Um, when 
Rolf and Randy were in transit to go call the police, um, that's when Rolf was like, they broke into the house, they killed my wife, they killed um, her mother. So when they got to the scene, in the garage, there was a 12 to 8 inch puddle of fresh blood. The blood was frozen solid by the sub-zero temperature. So I'm sorry, it wasn't just at zero. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just at 31 Fahrenheit. It was below that. Yep. Because we're out in the snowy tundra of the Utah mountains right there towards Wyoming. And the deputy, like, first off the bat, could smell the scent of smelt fabric and burnt hair. Right, because they had doused. So the they top. knew that a fire had taken place and that something had been melted and that it seemed like there were bodies there because hair doesn't, I mean, unless someone has a collection <laughs> of wigs, like, hair doesn't burn. <laughs> in a, unless it's, like, human hair. It would be synthetic are, smelling. Right, you're correct. But yeah. some people get some really elaborate hair. So, like, unless someone is, like, a wig collector and has real hair like <laughs> i can't imagine money for a good wig right i, I can't imagine that. why you would approach wig. a scene of a crime and <laughs> there being sure. burning hair for no <laughs> yeah i mean maybe there's some sort of sexual pyro fetish and someone <laughs> didn't get their brazilian but like <laughs> who knows twatty nappers twatty now we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that oh yeah <laughs> So at sub-zero temperatures, the first deputy, like Kara said, described the smell of burning hair and clothing as he began to walk through the cabin. They also continued to search the house. They discovered this is the, at the point that they discovered that the top floor was on fire. So one of the criminals was convicted of arson before. Mr. We'll say his name in a minute. Yeah. So he got... Twenty number two. Twenty number bottles. two. <laughs> so bottle face. Bottle face. Bottle face. Got convicted, it was convicted of arson prior to this. Mm -hmm. Obviously not a good arson nope. because. It didn't burn down. It was, there was just fire damage. And not only that, but why would you, like heat rises. So why would you top with, why would you start with the top floor? Like you're just going to put the fire out that way. Nobody said he was smart. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're not because we're going to go into the Thank evidence. Thank God they're not. But like, I'm just saying like, yeah, I know yeah. how to. Dude, I got this. Right. I'm an arson man. I no, you start with the I bro. What are you doing bro. with the fireplace I and got the Kindle? This, you frizzy fro. I'll get this. I you got get the this, ladies. man. You we go upstairs, man. We can't get women any other way. It's so true. We have to kidnap them. Oh yeah, and there are bullet holes in the stairwell in the hallway. Yeah, too. where they where they had shot. Mm -hmm. um, tragic. So they found the fire upstairs and all of the the charredness from that. Um, they. The living room carpet was so drenched with blood that it pooled on the wood planks underneath. The oozing blood formed crimson-colored icicles where it leaked through cabin wood floors. Which is the picture we keep looking at. Which is the picture Horrifying. that disturbs me the most. Because yeah. it's like, like if you had two plates sitting next to each other, right? Mm -hmm. And you accidentally squirted ketchup in between those plates and then it started to ooze through the two plates mm -hmm. onto the, that's what I'm looking at right now. It's like frozen ketchup. It also reminds me, you know, um, during Halloween, the window clings that are gel. And it's exactly. The blood it ones, is exactly. That's what it looks like. Yes. It Only is it's a more shiny because it's actual. But it's like, like you could break it off uh -huh. and like eat it like an icicle. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like it's an iron rich icicle. And it's. So it's a vampire popsicle. Yes. Presuming Too a woman's not on her period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or a frigid woman. Presuming a frigid woman <laughs> is not on her period. We're going to have some woman on her period all offended and we're going to hear I about I was talking it. about myself, thanks. So don't comment frigid. on this. Unless you have funny jokes about it, then yeah, um, we'll yeah we're it. always open for jokes. They got to be high quality though, clearly. It's true. 
as they're walking through the house, they find the victims. So they find the mom and the grandmother, mm-hmm. and they painted outlines of where the victims were found. Bloody drag marts led authorities to them. So as they're doing their walkthrough and they get, you know, they're in the bottom floor, right. they see the blood drags from where um, the front door to the deck outside. That's right. And if you're going to burn it, why don't you just keep them in if you're trying to get rid of all the evidence anyways? Because I got a charge. Man, I know what I'm doing. I got a charge for arson. I told you. <laughs> I'm twatty napper number two. I got the bottle face. <laughs> it's hard to see. Do you see how bottles. thick my glasses are? Clearly I'm smart and you can trust me. <laughs> it's so frosted over with no, my breath. dude. They're thick so they don't see. get frosted over. They get foggy because I'm hot because I'm an arson. <laughs> So they found the bloody marks um, that led them to the mom and the grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, both women, they ha- these men had dragged them both across the living room floor and out on the deck. So they took them from the front door to the back, leaving a trail from the front door to the back. That seems like so much work. <laughs> right. Especially when it's just there. Like, yeah. So they drag them. They put them on the back porch. They cover them up with a blanket and snow, like to quote unquote, hide their deed. There was evidence of the brutality of the crime throughout the house. So there was a bloody shoe print found in the garage as well. Um, the nailed number one it. piece of evidence that they had, though. I'm That's sorry, a, Kara, go on. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I go, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> the number one piece of evidence, and this is what I kept saying we're going to get to in a minute. Oh, they're so dumb. This family. Uh, I don't want to. I just want to preface a couple things. Mm-hmm. This family takes Christmas every year in a secluded cabin in, like, the Uinta Mountain Range. And they had snowmobiles. It was a gated community. They were clearly, um, you know, wealthy. They clearly had money. They were very smart about their property. That clearly cost them a lot of money and was a refuge. They had camcorders set up. So the number one piece of evidence was the TD's um, sorry camera that was in the house that had a videotape and this videotape had been recording throughout the state so these men when they watched this so when they took the evidence they seized the evidence and they watched it they expected to see pictures of the family talking playing games and doing what families do during christmas time but instead there was audio and video of the suspects opening the td's family's christmas gifts Uh uh-huh and there was food that they were just eating That they had everywhere. been eaten. Dishes had been used. Yep. They didn't even clean up after themselves. <laughs> this fam- These guys had waited for the family mm-hmm. to come back. Um, they probably watched them. They did. So what had happened is that these two men were... I should probably say their names at this point. Vaughn Lester Taylor. Vaughn Lester Taylor. He is the frizzy-haired gray sweater twat number one. The, what did we call it? We called him Swizzle. 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 He's Swizzle. He's Swizzle. I'm very concerned that his name is Vaughn. Instead of his name Vaughn. being um, Lester, Lester Vaughn Taylor. <laughs> Either way, he might be a I mean, Lester. maybe that contributes to his stupidity because his own name is backwards, <laughs> so clearly his line of thinking is backwards. But, like, Vaughn. Vaughn. I can't get That's in. an interesting I, name. Yeah. I'm Vaughn. Vaughn, the Christmas cabin murderer. We can have Nadia say Vaughn. Vaughn. And then the other Coke The other bottles. one is Edward Stephen Deli, mm-hmm. which is Coke bottle. This is who we're referring to as Coke bottle or bottle face. Twatty napper number two. Twatty number one, twatty number two. So, Vaughn and Edward, Edward Steve, I guess we're, I don't know which one he goes by, but we whatever. We could just call him Deli. Deli. So, <laughs> or, Taylor or and Deli, and Taylor again is his last name. Uh-huh. His first name is Vaughn. He has 
three first names. Well, he has like the conjunction with the Vaughn, right? So that's he has the true. two first names, but the conjunction's in the wrong <laughs> place. True. And that's why I have such a hatred for this man. I mean, he aside from, from the murders. Utah. We have weird ways of naming people here. But it's also one of those things that's like, <laughs> so Vaughn is like, it's a title, right? So like Baron von Frankenstein. So it's like <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. You know what I mean? Like the Baron is, that is his role. The Vaughn is uh, his, you know, he's of the family lineage of, like it's a conjunction. Like, yeah. So it really bothers me when people use stuff like that for names. I'm like, that's not what that word is for, but okay. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, these men had a previous criminal history, met at the halfway house, um, one of them, and then they broke out, and then one of them was like, hey, there's this place in Oakley, there's a gated community, I know, because, like, my aunt lives there, or one of my relatives live there, it's, like, it's rich people, we can, you know, break into the houses, take what we need. So that's what they did. They hopped mm-hmm. around from the cabins, breaking around, breaking in and out of cabins, you know, they would stay in the cabins, they would utilize the cabins, they saw the TD family in their ca- leave their cabin. So they went ahead and broke into their cabin, because they knew it would take a while for them to get back. So they broke into their cabin waited around you know enjoyed enjoyed their burglary enjoyed being a criminal enjoyed being twats and, and slobs and slobs and this who like they knew they were gonna kill people anyway mm-hmm. like clearly they were packing they had intentions they stay and wait in this house they come in they do the crime and then they get busted mm-hmm. so when they went to trial von von taylor so taylor pleaded guilty to two counts of capital murder and the state dropped all other charges in exchange for that plea. He went on um, to sentencing before a jury, and they decided that he should receive a death sentence for er- each murder. So two life death sentences. Me, me. Deli, so Bottleface, went to trial. Investigators <laughs> expected that he would be convinced of first-degree murder, but instead he was convicted of second-degree murder due to one holdout juror. That would anger my soul. And that's so often much. why jurors do it is because there's a time limit and that's this is where the complexities and the injustices come in our legal system is that there's a time limit of what you have to decide based on this murder. Mm-hmm. If someone's not convinced, they will hold out and hold out and hold out because they truly believe or some maybe they have other motives for holding out. Yeah. The time frame passes, the state's like, well, now the statute's passed, we can't do anything about it. Which is pretty sad. They should have just gone with a judge trial instead of the jury trial. They should have. They did <laughs> but not. they didn't. Oh, we also didn't go over what they were... Well, we went over what Mr. Deli Coke Bottles was previously convicted of. Did we go over what Vaughn was? Previously convicted of? Yeah. Um, aggravated burglary. Aggravated burglary. So he was the one. He was the burglar. Mm-hmm. Um... What a bunch of jabronis. So we have a burglar. So we have a burglar and we have an arson who have other criminal histories and they decide to chum up and become master criminals by killing people during Christmas because they can, basically. They wanted the vehicle so they could get away. That's pretty much why it happened. I'm, and I think they also wanted money, too, because they were escaping oh, a yeah. halfway house. Yeah, so they needed everything. It was definitely um, financially motivated, mm-hmm. and it was also, um, you know, a criminal's out back into, like, freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of the Spice Girl song, When Two Become One. <laughs> 
that's a very interesting take. We'll probably, we might we might come back to that when we get to our song list. So Bottleface was only convicted of second degree murder mm-hmm. due to the holdout, and then the death penalty was no longer an option. So he was sentenced to five years to life in prison. Freaking twatty napper number two. Yes, the two victims of the kidnapping, the sisters Lene and Trisha, testified in court. Rolf. The victim who got shot in the eye and the, fa- the father who got shot in the eye. Oh, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> he testified in court as well. And all three of their testimonies were really solid evidence to mm-hmm. convict these men, along with the videotape and the blood evidence in the bodies. And the two twatty nappers did not know that Ralph lived. <laughs> they assumed that he died. Uh-huh. So they were shocked when he walked into the courtroom to he, testify he against them. should have gone in with guns blazing. Hello, bitches. I'm well, back. And in Fuckers. the article... Because, unfortunately, they required the um, witnesses who testified to reenact what had happened. So they put the gun in the witnesses, in the victim's hands. Uh, That made me mad hearing about that. That is a psychological mind fuck, and I don't think people should be subjected to that. No. I think maybe you should get mannequins or maybe, you know, (laughs) people that are getting an art degree and need theater credits, maybe put them in a courtroom to say, okay, act like a mannequin and let this person pose you. I think they do that now, back then, because they have those... Maybe, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's it's, like, know, it's a psychological, people. you know, it's a mind fuck. It's a super mind fuck. Even that, watching and, the interview of the two girls and the girl that had to do it. Oh, you she's very it. bitter about it. And yeah. I, for good reason. Absolutely. Um, because that's hard. So they took a picture of Rolf holding the gun, just like he was threatened with the gun. So there is that. It was kind of a guns blazing badass moment. But that really sealed their demise to go to get these charges against them. Mm-hmm. So this was an article that was published on KPCW and it was March 17, 2020. So this was last year. Uh, Von Taylor got his death sentence overturned. Fucker. <laughs> He's already served 29 years, uh, but he got it overturned. Why? He clearly murdered them and attempted murder. There's two very good reasons. And, like, this gets me because... Trump? No. No, no. So, over the years, Taylor pursued a number of unsuccessful appeals to the state courts, um, including three efforts before the Utah Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Initially, in May of 1991, when it went to trial, he was represented by the county's public defender, Elliot Levine. Elliot Levine was not a square lawyer. Ah. He basically convinced or coerced Von Taylor to take the plea. This is the best you can do because Levine did not put work into the case. Uh, he did not gather evidence. He was dating the paralegal who also didn't. Ooh, he was dirty. Who also didn't gather evidence. He basically oh just discussed this is your only option with Taylor. What a lazy guy. Exactly. I mean, we all know he did it. <laughs> and there's the why. other. There's the other hang up. Did he? Because forensic evidence shows. Oh, shit. That the shots, that the two victims were killed by shots from a forty-four Magnum, which Deli Bottleface carried, not the thirty-eight Special that Taylor carried. Oh, shit. I didn't even know this. Now, you have bamboozled me. That's why I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. This kills me because forensic evidence doesn't lie. You can't take the bullets out of the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Additionally, they had video evidence, so you would see a gun swap picking up the wrong gun, swapping oh. guns. Nothing is mentioned. The 
The witness Ooh. statements, those aren't mentioned. Did the witnesses also mention that they exchanged guns or that they picked up the wrong gun or anything like that? I have no idea. Exactly. There's oh, not enough man. information for me to go on. Oh. And that's why I'm so trapped because of the oh. forensic evidence. Now we don't know. Man's already served 29 years. Evidence does not match. His lawyer was a douche and didn't do anything I for mean, him. I they both should just be in trouble. <laughs> just throw them both away and lock the key. Yeah. I wish our society worked that. that way. I mean, that's the clear case, right? Yeah. Is that this is clearly a crime. These people are clearly responsible. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of them. That's not how it works logistically. Okay. At least in this case, it should because... I think in all cases it should. I agree with you. I think morals comes down to it as yeah. opposed to personal freedoms. Mm-hmm. But that's not how our system works. Our system is based on personal freedoms. Our and system's our, broken anyway. It is. It totally is. And it's... Um, Innocent people are screwed over all the time. Facts. Facts. It's horrible. Facts. That is where I personally am conflicted with that my love sense. of forensics. Because, again, you can't take the bullets out of the bodies and the body's not going to lie after it's dead. What if you had nanobots that could change all that? In 1990, <laughs> get the hell out of here. His battery couldn't even last the trip. I'm Tracy just... Dickey on the case. The poor TDs. I'm so glad they have good lives now, but that was a terrible Christmas. Yes. Bottle face went behind bars. And so did Taylor. The frizzy hair. So did Frizzy Man. He's he's now both released. I didn't see whether Deli got released or not. Um, I, as far as I know, he's still in. He's still in prison. Mm-hmm. But uh, Taylor has gotten released, and we kind of covered why. Yep. And um, so the dad... Rolf uh, rebuilt the cabin. He did. He did. And they turned it into a positive from that negative, horrible tragedy. They did. So it was always a place of sanctuary. Which and is awesome. Right. And a, a heaven on earth is kind of what they said. Mm-hmm. And they kept that because they didn't want the experience to yeah. take that happiness away from them. I like that because in the end, they didn't let the Twats win. They didn't. They took back their own. They did. So it ended up having some good resolution in Absolutely. that the killers were apprehended. Mm-hmm. Um, the sisters got to live out their life. The father got to live out their mm-hmm. life. They were able to still build as a family and it transformed mm-hmm. them and they got still refuge out of it in a place that they loved. So, yeah. And sadly, the dad passed away in 2008 of cancer. He did, yeah. But he did get to enjoy things from that horrific yeah he lived a very full life after that so also to see the looks on those bitches face when he walks right in oh that would be awesome to be like i'm alive bitches that's the moment yeah um so what kind of music are we listening to in this christmas tide season now that we've talked of the horrors and murders that happen (laughs) during festivities so this whole poor tragic event was turned into a movie. Right. So, this, if I got to pick the soundtrack, that would be for I this like movie. I like it. I like it. Let's go. This What's your soundtrack? This is my soundtrack to the movie that was yes. made that you can watch on Amazon Prime, by the way. Probably other places, too. But, so, I have my five songs for my soundtrack for this movie. Let's go. Let's hear it. Your Number's Up by Ice Nine Kills. <gasps> Perfect. Sure, it's about Scream, the movie, but it also follows suit for here. It does. Because it's unexpected. Number getting pulled. Let's go. And then number two would be Sally Walker by Iggy Azalea. 
because you got to have the sassy woman that takes back. That's right. I'm going to take mm-hmm. back this experience. You're not going to do yep. this to me. Go on, girl. Do your thing. Do your thing. Stop. Do it. <laughs> we'll power to you. Okay. And of course, because it's me. Yes. And got to bring up that German pride. Have to. <laughs> Clavier by Rammstein. Yes. For the sad epic scene that sets it mm-hmm. and the pianos. And I can hear it uh, in my head. Just. <laughs> Waving over to the cabin yep. where everything looks beautiful and then something's amiss because yep. you see blood. Yes. Yep. Yes. See it. All right. Number four. Yep. <laughs> Gotta go with my Italians, I love. The House of Shame by Lacuna <gasps> Coyle, which goes perfect for Yes. And then number five. Yes. Bring in some deftones. Do it. The song Bored. Because they were yep. clever. <laughs> Yep. Clever, clever, clever. And just like the music with it totally mm-hmm. fits how it's so unnerving and deep and raw. Right. And like just do 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 I dig it. <laughs> I dig it a lot. That's my soundtrack for the movie that they've based off of this show. I mean, not show. I like of it. This off of this a hor- horrific Absolutely. Utah event that happened during Christmas time. Yep. So my direction of my song list is more in the terms of the family, of the TDs. Which I like. Represented. So I have the murder song by Crib Keeper 5. Great. Because the guy yeah. talks about murdering someone, and clearly this was intentional murder. Absolutely. I have I like it. Disarm by the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yes. Because the victims were like, we'll give, even the mom and the grandma were like, give you whatever you want, take it, just leave, yep. don't hurt my family. That's a that's a really good one. I have the funeral party by the Cure because I can't imagine how devastating it was for the girls to oh, lose yeah. their grandma and their mother in such a horrific way, especially absolutely. right before Christmas. Oh, absolutely. I have Prison Bound by Social D because <laughs> yes. the criminals went to prison, and that was just the you know that was justice for the victims. Mm-hmm. That song's gonna be stuck in my head. And then because it <laughs> wouldn't be me without my cheeky, dark humor, sassy self. I'm excited for those. I have It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams, sarcastically, because clearly this is not wonderful, and also because I I fucking hate, when I hear that music, dun-dun-dun-dun, I'm like, please don't, please don't, and then it's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm like, please put a bullet through my head. I am so surprised you picked a Christmas song. You, like, totally bamboozled me with this episode. Because I hate fucking Christmas music, and I absolutely hate that one. It's it's marketed everywhere. It is. It's um, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Jingle Bell Rock. I Mm -hmm. I can dig those. Like, anything that isn't overtly, like, Christian. Yeah. And this song isn't. It's like fun holiday. Right. This one's supposed to be a fun holiday, but but it just reminds me of a sleazy Tom Jones (laughs) trying to Christmas shop, and it's over-marketed, and I just feel so gross when I hear it. Yes, I agree. That's what I got. (laughs) But things that make me feel good, Kira, (gasps) is my silver fox. Oh, who do we have this week, Mary? It's. One of the loves of my life, Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Ooh! He's so beautiful. Of all the Silver Fox Mm. we have ever done, I'm sorry, Bruce, but it's Robert for me. I mean, Bruce still wins for me, but Robert's up (sighs) there. I would say, so far, he's number two. 
Oh man, it's backwards for me. It's it's Robert Wait, and then kidding. Bruce. He's number three because Negan. That's true. Jeffrey Negan. Dean Morgan that I'm sitting on. But that's right a now. good top three. That is mm. a dapper and delicious mm-hmm. top three. I need to go get a different chair now. So <laughs> Mr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Iron Man mm. or Sherlock Holmes. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so I can't even like I'm like giddy now. Dude, and he's been through shit too. So it's he, not that he's yeah. just pretty. That dude has been through shit, and he's bettered himself, and we're very proud he, of him. He's you. done so much work as a person, like, internally, Absolutely. and, like, with his addiction, and with, like, his toxic relationships, mm-hmm. and, like, the thing that I always love about him is that he's so real about it. Like, yeah. yeah, I was a dick, and I got myself into shit, and then I pulled myself out of it, and I'm like... Who can say huh? that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that should be a role model for everyone he, yeah. going through shit. He, he's done it. So I have to express that um, the show Ally McBeal, mm-hmm. which was short-lived in the 90s, or it was long-lived, rather. I think rather. I've it was only like, seen two episodes But of it that. was like eight seasons or something, but it was really? in the 90s. Yeah. I just remember Robert Downey was Ally's boyfriend, and that's when I was introduced to him, and I was 14, Ooh. and oh, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Like, silver fox me up, honey. Mm. Um, his salt and pepper beard, mm. particularly attractive. Oh, even like before, but now that it's salt and peppered. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> so his young pictures when he was a young man and he had the beautiful pale skin and mm-hmm. the baby face and the dark hair and all that jazz. He's like a baby baby, but yeah. he, like he's even sexier as an old man because he has say. the lines like around his eyes <laughs> and his mouth and then the salt and pepper. And I'm like, I just find like he was attractive back then, yeah. but the older he's getting. Yes. I find him mm-hmm. more and more attractive. Mm-hmm. He's like a fine wine. Yes. Probably a red one that I would never drink because I, I don't like red wine. <laughs> I would get fucked up on that but, red wine for Robert. I mean, if it was him, yes. Right? Like, I don't like red wine either. <laughs> but, I am a white wine he, girl. He's like that. He just gets better as mm-hmm. the years go on. Mm-hmm. He made an, an amazing Sherlock, um, Sherlock Holmes as well mm-hmm. because he is very blunt and pragmatic mm-hmm. in the way he presents himself as an actor and it's that like fits Tony Stark. Too. Yeah, exactly. He's and that's so good at it. He's so good at it. You can be. Which is why I love him so much is cuz mm-hmm. I'm blunt and pragmatic. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so Paul Rudd can definitely be our sponsor, but like my <laughs> the man I want in my bed is Robert. <laughs> she wants Robert as a sugar daddy. I oh. or just marry her. I just marry Mary. Sh- sugar daddy me up. Come on, Iron Man. Let's go. I have an iron deficiency anyway. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. She needs some help with some right? iron. I need some extra need iron injections. Yeah, I need somebody get Robert for me, please. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's Yule tide. Somebody, somebody, do me she good. She needs a good Yule. I can't need a good Yule with Mr. Robert she Downey Jr. She needs a Jr. good Yule log of Mr. June Downey Downey Jr. Mr. Jr. Let me get some of your Yule log, Robert. Mary would gladly take that. Yule. I will light your Yule log. Woo. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this before, at least to you. I don't know if it's been on this podcast, but for those of us who are familiar with John Hughes films and the movie Pretty in Pink with Not Molly me. Ringwall. <laughs> I know of it. Right. As the, we all know. The character Ducky, who's played by John Cryer, was originally um, supposed to be for, it's, it was originally cast for Robert Downey Jr. Oh. And uh, Robert had to pass because he was filming something else, so it went to John Cryer. But when I learned this many years later as an adult woman, I was like, if they had cast Robert, 
when people asked me who my type was and what the perfect man was to me, it would be Robert Downey Jr. as Ducky because I love Ducky, but mm-hmm. he was never, John Cryer never did it for me in terms of like attractiveness. <laughs> uh huh. But Robert, on the other hand, so the original, the original Ducky would is, have needed you to change the chair yes, you're sitting in right now. Yes. And um, your heart would soar. Would, that's that's my man. But to you, Robert Downey Jr., thanks for existing <sighs> yes. and being so beautiful and resilient. And, and, and being a strong individual and changing your life. Yes. And can still enjoy you. It's true. And just being one of those dudes that just lights my fire, which is mm-hmm. so rare. Mm-hmm. So to you, Robert Downey Jr., our silver fox, <gasps> our detective mm-hmm. fox, mm-hmm. sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. We love you. We do love you. Mm-hmm. Barry? Yes, Kara? Where can they find us? Our listeners can find us at 801-40-CCULT on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And if they are so bold as to email us, they may do so <laughs> at 801 801- horrorcultvixvix at gmail.com. So make sure you follow us, make sure you interact with us, and make sure you keep listening to us. And spread us like the plague. Like the COVID. <laughs>